take a moment to turn your attention more and give rise to the bodhicitta, the most precious thought, the queen of all thoughts, which is your aspiration to see the trinity of all things very spot and to be transformed for the benefit of all. to go inside and to find out a forest within, the forest uh, where Buddha invited all of us to enter and to discover the true nature of oneself as well as all things. With that, first uh, please have your back straight with a sense of uh, dignity. It means that uh, you are courageous, strong, and you're not going to easily fall prey to the inner challenges. And then relax your shoulders, which is also to bring this uh, non-violence attitude towards your body, your mind, towards also this practice as well. This is not to be a militant and not to abuse your body or torture your mind, but to be gentle. Because to abuse oneself in the spirituality is a form of ego. So be ease, gentle with yourself, knowing that you don't have to struggle. All you need to do is surrender, And then the only thing that dissolves is ego. You also might like to tuck in your chin a little bit. And you can close your eyes for a while and then begin to bring your attention to the breathing.
Feel your breath everywhere in your nostrils, in your abdomen, in your belly. Feel all the your body's response to each breath. Let go of your worry, your strive, your strategies, but you yourself going to the each breath. Keep returning to the Concentration on the breathing. Be a witness, just like you are sitting on the beach. Observing the sea is waveless in the same way your conscience can be like sea, the rising passing away thoughts can be like the waves. <coughs> so here you just witness without uh, following them or trying to eradicate them. either inward or outward. Don't uh, try anything. Let go of all your exertions. Just be a witness. A beautiful thought may arise. Don't follow it. Or perhaps ugly thought may arise. Don't follow it. Leave them alone without also trying to transcend them.
to ask time goes by, you feel this uh, sense that your consciousness is uh, indestructible, cannot be harmed, cannot be harmed by your thoughts. And there's no more grasping to your thoughts, then nothing can harm your consciousness. Nothing can wither or condition your consciousness. And that's the, what the Buddha <coughs> called pure mind. When we act with this pure mind, then there's no more karma. Because all our action arises from not our habit, but from awareness. And also there is Understanding arises in this pure mind, and that is this uh, seeing that uh, all the essence of all thoughts are illusion, unreal, non material, and substantial, flexible as they are. Maybe that is a uh, what they call pranjana or vipassana sometimes. and attachment to the thoughts and there was a very strong sense of uh, self this separate self so here when we order welcome all our experiences hidden emotion joy, boredom ordinariness as well as also holiness joy misery without any uh, resistance or grasping or wanting to hold on to them. Then as time goes by you feel that this uh, a dying process takes place inside you feeling that something is dying inside you. Grasping attachment to the ego has died, dissolving, 
continue to be with this without uh, trying to get somewhere. here be present but nurse no matter what your experience might be ordinary holy boredom joy stay with whatever is unfolding and then so no matter the self grasping the self grasping the self attachment dissolves.
It's a great honor for me to come here and uh, teach at uh, inside the meditation center in Santa Cruz. <coughs> the word insight is a very important in Buddhist tradition. It's uh, called uh, Pranjana, Vipashana, and Tadevna. It is a form of inner illumination. An inner illumination that can happen to the consciousness of each of us. It is an insight seeing the true nature of each of us. the infinite dimension of each of us. And that is uh, the unwilling Buddha within. And 
And there are few traditions in Buddhism they use this very words, original face. Zen Buddhists use it, also Tibetan Buddhists use it. Original face is the this infinite, this undescribable dimension of Ishavas. In the end, spiritual journeys about leaving our grasping and identification with the finite dimension of each of us and then reckoning to infinite dimension of each of us. This was clearly spoken by Buddha himself in one of those uh, sutras, Nikaya sutras. Buddha said that there is going away from That is a condition may become to that is a unconditioned, unmade and become. And there is dimensional view that is unmade, unconditioned, unbecome, unmade. So, undescribable, has no birth, has no death. has no beginning, has no end, and this is not an abstract either. This is not one of those uh, abstract <coughs> ideas that you find in many spiritual traditions. <coughs> and this is not even a, a belief, and actually you cannot believe this either. You cannot come here, join your hands, or raise your hands, say, you're going to believe in this. It's not like you can go to a big temple and say, I believe in this, I believe in this doctor, I believe in this God, I believe in this deity. There's nothing to believe. <coughs> infinite dimension of yourself is not a doctrine, that's why you cannot believe. It's like trying to say, I believe the sky, <laughs> or trying to say, I believe the ocean. 
This is what we are asked to realize. It is very possible that we have sometimes a momentary recognition of this dimension of each of us, our own original face. That is the inside. That is the Pachyana. The moment you realize your original face, then there is no more bondage. Then you are free. You are free from everything. You are free from all limitations. You are free from the from all human conditions, free from being wealthy, poor, sick, healthy, young, old, being loved, not being loved, you are free from everything. from all hopes and all fear. If the whole world loves you, you won't be too impressed after that. If the whole world hates you, you won't be too impressed either. <laughs> Many 
Ihr Vergleich in Santa Cruz. Mit einer der Lama. The person who gave us a ride was a, a nurse. And she gave us a ride to this town, Santa Cruz. And then she said she had to stop at her office. She went inside and in a few minutes all these people came out. <laughs> She told them that there are two lamas waiting. <laughs> <laughs> People didn't even have a chance to ask which lama they thought. <laughs> Those two animals. Latin America. South America. So. Twenty of them, and one of them said that uh, we have to change the spiritual language. We have to change many of the terminologies that exist in Buddhist uh, tradition for last. Uh, 2,000 years is more than that. He said, we have to get rid of this word, Naraka, means hell. By the way, there is a concept of hell in Buddhism. Another Lama said, we can't get rid of that. So there are two Lamas debating with each other. One is saying that we have to completely get rid of this word. Another one is saying that we have to keep it. Perhaps we thought there is a hell somewhere uh, under mountain Kailasha. Many people believe that. Uh, mm-hmm. Then I jumped <laughs> middle of their argument. <laughs> and I told them, maybe we can keep that word. It's okay to keep that word. But I also told them, hell is not outside. Mm-hmm. Hell is already in Shabbat. Hell is a state of consciousness because many people are already learned in hell. Not hell without, but within. Still lost in anger, hatred, confusion. Many people live like prison and their consciousness is like a hell. Literally. <coughs> so you lose all your fear, all your hope once you're afraid. True freedom comes into them when you realize the infinite dimension of yourself. dimension of yourself is this separate self, the egoic self. (coughs) 
is limited to self, in which you are being as an individual, a separate entity, as a man or as a woman, Once there was a great Indian master came to Tibet. His name was Atisha. A yogi approached him and asked Atisha to give him the highest spiritual teaching. Atisha said, If you're ready, I will give you the highest teaching. And of course, he was a very much ready. Atisha said, from now on, from this moment on, never think of your first name, never think of your last name, never think of your home. This is the teacher. Quite powerful teacher. Never think of your first name from now on, never think of your last name or your family name from now on. Never think you are home from now on. It is said that this yogi took Adisha's teaching into his heart and he lived that teaching. So, the story said that uh, in three or five years, in five years he became enlightened. So it doesn't really matter. Five years or three years. <coughs> the story said that he became enlightened. What Adisha is saying is that uh, transcend your passion into your name, to your identity. To all your identity, your identity as a man, a woman, identity as a, a human being, you know, we are human beings, transcend all your attachment to yourself, use all your identity. Identity of yourself that is a real, that is a concrete.
attachment to self. Can you tell yourself or tell me what would it be like if you completely let go of attaching into yourself? Please do not try to understand this teaching right now. There's nothing to understand. <laughs> if you try to understand, all you're going to find is that I'm rambling. <laughs> but if you don't try to understand, then simply just hearing this teaching, then maybe something inside opens up. My question is that we want to be free. This is a very important question that I have to ask all of you. So please take this question into your heart. Let me ask this question again. You really want to be free. What is it? that you want right now. desire in your life is to be free, then I will tell you how lucky you are. I even tell you, you are truly fortunate. Congratulations to you. <laughs> but if you tell me somehow that to be free is not a, the most thing that you want, and then, as a friend, I will ask you to pray and learn how to have this aspiration, this longing, this longing to be free. And keep praying 
to be free after this longing for the freedom becomes the highest desire in your heart. There's somebody in my community who's a great meditator. He has been in Zen Buddhism for decades. And he has the best posture. (laughs) 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 He's like uh, one of those uh, meditation models. But he didn't know how to pray. He was coming from this point of view of a conquering. Conquering himself, conquering his body, conquering samsara. It's all about the conquering. So there's a, almost a sense of a rigidity and harshness. This has nothing to do with Zen. Zen is a beautiful tradition. This has to do with himself. So then I kept telling him that he has to pray. He has to go from head into the heart. Mm-hmm. And finally he got the message and he started praying. A while ago he approached me, he said, now I'm praying. And there's a even genuine smile on his face. I felt that his even body is relaxing as well as his mind. He said, I'm praying this days. And then he said, I'm praying every morning. I will pray always. May I be free from my self-concerns? <laughs> and I told him, this is a beautiful prayer. And from now on, you don't have to go to the Buddhist library and to do research on the liturgies and trying to learn prayer. This is the perfect prayer. <laughs> Not only that, you are the composer of this prayer. <laughs> so, recite this prayer. You don't have to memorize any traditional prayer. Just keep doing this prayer every day. <clears throat> Maybe he finally learned how to have this longing, this deep longing to be free. Free from attachment to oneself.
perhaps I'm going to say what Atisha told. From now on, I will ask you, never have attachment to yourself. You never have attachment to your body, your name, your identities, The insight is a, this a realization not, we are not this finite dimensional oneself. But you are this undescribable reality. This is the whole reason of coming here today. To sit in silence and go inside, so maybe and there is sometimes a miracle where a great opening takes place inside you. Where your mind opens and see something that you haven't seen in the past. Great opening, maybe opening the eye of a Dharma may already happen to you today. This opening can happen merely by sitting in silence with a creating trust. This opening that I'm speaking about, opening of our eye of consciousness, already has happened to you, or maybe to you.
this very moment I'm doing everything I can do for you. This is all I can do. But not so much I can do for you. Catalyst. Somebody sitting here and staring into all of you. And inviting all of you to open the eye of Dharma inside you, the eye of the truth, and recognize your original face. According to Buddhism, this great insight, this great opening can happen to any human being, can happen to each of us. Remember the method the Buddha taught was utterly simple. Method for enlightenment was utterly simple. If you ever read the Satipatthana Sutta, a very profound sutta, and that sutta Buddha taught the complete version of the way to enlightenment. Theoretically, that's all you have to have. If somebody can send you to moon, Mars, that's the only text you have to have. <laughs> You don't have to have any spiritual literature to be said that. That's an idea. The secret of enlightenment is complete in that short passage. A sutra spoken by Buddha. At the same time, the method that Buddha illuminated is unbelievably simple. Let me recite a few phrases from that sutra. It's unbelievably simple. Basically, Buddha said, be aware of what you're doing. <laughs> be aware of that you're walking, standing, that you're breathing and breathing out. It means if you're truly stood inside, present, then you're opening of the Eye of Dharma happens in this moment. So you notice that there is a spontaneous silence right now that happens even during this teaching. Each silence is an opportunity for you to be still, present, to open your heart, 
as well as also a moment in which this great opening can strike you. This is all wonderful because now we are exploring a truth that is completely non-vulnerable. And therefore there's lots of solving right now. When you get to the very heart of Buddhism, the world becomes a little bit meaningless. The depth of Buddhism cannot be spoken, cannot be uttered. Maybe that's a lot of silence right now. <coughs> Just like the flower summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Buddha didn't given one word, and yet Mahakoshapa understood the truth that Buddha was trying to express. So there was a flower exchange between Buddha and Mahakoshapa. And that teaching is called flower ceremony.
going to ask one of you to come here and to receive a motor point in our instruction. Something we do in my tradition now and then. Uh, I feel that uh, somehow there is readiness uh, in this uh, Sangha to receive pointing out instruction. Can one person come here to be the recipient of a pointing out instruction? Oh, there's more than one person, maybe three people.
experiential teaching, non-conceptual teaching, through this teaching, I'm going to point out your original face on its very ground. In this nowness, please, you all are going to participate in this uh, transmission. This is a transmission Precious transmission. In my tradition, the masters have been offering this uh, transmission, this uh, pointing out instruction. So I will ask you to remove all your doubt, all your or resistance in this very moment. Doubt and let go of it. Be courageous and open hearted right now. Imagine that you have been waiting for this uh, moment for countless eons. Don't try to understand this teaching through your mind, but go into your heart. <coughs> Be courageous. Rest your hands and knees. Leave your eyes open. There's nothing to be done except noticing this silence and also allow yourself hear this word, not through your mind but through your heart.
nothing to be done in this very moment. No need to meditate, no need to analyze. All you need to do is to be aware of that you are sitting here. Right now there is ground that is ground inside you that has no beginning, has no end. That cannot be defined as a male or female gets into that uh, state of yourself, it's like gazing into the vast space where you cannot find it is center, it is limit. In this moment, if you turn your attention inward, you cannot find yourself. Not a finding is the greatest finding. That non-finding, that emptiness, that groundlessness is your original face. This is who you are. This groundlessness is the Dharmakaya, the eternal Buddha. You are the eternal Buddha.
before you sitting just a pointing your instruction. So thank you for having so much trust to receive this teaching. I also want to let you know that I offered this point in our instruction with with my best intention. No, no ego involvement. <laughs> with my best intention, with my love. Uh, not, not with any ulterior motives. Uh, my intention was and that somehow my words, my effort to become meaningful today, to all of you, either we meet with each other or not again. And so my effort will have some kind of power or blessings to open eye of your consciousness and to see your original face, even for a, a single moment, because that can change your life forever. If you saw your original face, and sooner or later you realize that there was a healing happened inside you. But also I'm going to ask your forgiveness to offer this point now instruction if I haven't done it correctly. <laughs> so please forgive me. But all I can tell that I came from the best motivation. Mm. My intention wasn't like, uh, I'm going to be the guru <laughs> giving you blessings. That wasn't my intention. My intention was to be a catalyst and uh, offer my effort with love, with devotion to you, with reverence to you. And so maybe my effort have a that will impact on your consciousness. Also in my tradition, when the Lama offer point in our instruction, he or she ask a, a, a recipient to share uh, experience. Can you do that to, to me? Can you do that? 
can you tell me what did you realize from this uh, point in our instruction? You don't have words, but if you anyone going to your microphone. So can you describe your experience, your confusion or your insight? <laughs> Your fear or your devotion? <laughs> Tell me everything honestly. <laughs> it was all there. The fear, the devotion, the openness, the um, wanting to do it right. And uh, I would like to ask your forgiveness if I in some way didn't open completely to your teachings. It's very precious. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Oh, you can Thank you for inviting me to this lovely sanctuary. Uh, you have uh, such a, a wonderful Sangha community. We are developing very strong affinity between my community, Dharmata community, and uh, the Theravadan Buddhist community, the inside Sangha. The teachers and inside. Some are truly amazing. 
they are intelligent, open-hearted, and authentic, and there's very strong evidence that uh, they want to be at a service, service of other people, to, to help and change it and the society. So I'm very much enjoying this uh, ever unfolding affinity. Mm-hmm. This is sisterhood. Mm-hmm. This is brotherhood. Mm-hmm. And also, we are teaching the same thing. As time goes by, it becomes more and more clear that there's only one Dharma. Or even the expression becomes very much the same. It's like uh, there's harmony. Even there's so much harmony in the expression of Dharma too. And I also have a personal affinity with the Santa Cruz. I <laughs> 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 lived here for many years. It's like uh, returning to my hometown. Mm-hmm. I haven't been back here for a long time. Definitely not for teaching. So this is quite a wonderful heart offering for me. Many years ago, I taught uh, at someone's house, somewhere in Santa Cruz. The group was much uh, smaller than this. And today we have quite a few people. Not only that, it feels that uh, and there's so much uh, sincerity, courage uh, in all of you. So this is a truly inspiring heart opening and made me extremely happy. <laughs> My heart is a dancing. <laughs> I thought, it's all good. <laughs> so this is a beautiful sanctuary, please realize that uh, how fortunate we are to have this sanctuary, the wonderful Dharma guides. So uh, find time in your life to visit this sanctuary, to explore the path of Buddha and to give rise to the insight. And so you'll recognize your original face countless times from now on. And then in the end you realize that to be human is very fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Today I received a 
<laughs> an email from one of my long-term friends who came to retreat uh, in Albuquerque just the last uh, weekend. And she said, after the retreat, I went back to Austin, Texas. That's where her home is. She said, every morning I'm playing music and dancing. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the whole point of uh, (laughs) spirituality. (laughs) (laughs) You have fun. To have fun without hurting other people. <laughs> and there's a way to have fun without hurting other people. This is what Buddhism teaches. <laughs> Isn't that the great? Finally, you can have so much fun <laughs> without hurting others. Usually people don't know that. <laughs> they tend to hurt others when they have fun. So may you have a plenty of enlightened fun, <laughs> non-violent fun, and have so much fun that you become like one of those uh, Mahasiddhas, the blissful one. Now we'll join dedication prayer together. Let's dedicate the merit of this uh, wonderful general retreat as a cause to renewal women, uh, <coughs> war, black, disharmony on this planet and to bring about prosperity, healing, happiness, harmony throughout the world. In short, we dedicate this marriage as cause of awakening all living beings to dare to nature us. Dharmakaya, the unborn Buddha. By this marriage, May we all see perfect awakening, rising above all forces of negativity, going beyond the turbulence of birth, old age, sickness, and death. May all beings be free from the ocean of samsara.
Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.